Welcome to the Chantal Hyde Canada's Dating Coach Podcast, where you'll learn to love and be loved. Come understand how powerful you are and share in our common experiences so that we can all grow together. Like Chantal loves to say, let's do this. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Very exciting. I love this. I've been following <laughs> you for quite a while. Have you now? <laughs> That's um, awesome. So it's really cute. I, I love that we're doing this because um, whenever, uh, and, and just, uh, uh, well, at least once anyways, like I've done like a stitch or a duet with you on TikTok and people are like, oh my God, my two favorites. <laughs> I love that stuff. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's kind of cool because, you know, we were both uh, Canadian relationship people. So it's, uh, I, I don't know how, how large the market is on TikTok for Canadian relationships, but I think you and I might have the, have the market down. You know, we, we definitely do. And I got to say, Americanos, like worldwide, they love us. They really do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people really have a deep appreciation for Canada. Um, I love that we are definitely breaking out into the world. I love that TikTok is giving us this amazing platform to really just get out and see a whole lot of people and be seen by a whole lot of people. So mm-hmm. I, I got to say, thank you, TikTok. Like, you're so much fun. Absolutely. I've never had more fun on a platform. Like, I came out, you know, came out and, I, you know, listen, I'm coming out by Diana Ross. That's my theme song. But I came out in 2015, end of 2015 is when I started my Instagram page and then just started like building my platform from there. So, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that. But I've never had more fun than on TikTok. I really feel like I can just be myself there. Oh, I totally agree. I've been doing social media for a few years now. I wasn't wasn't always doing relationship stuff. I I did actually restaurant and and, uh, hospitality industry stuff for years. Um, on Instagram and Twitter. And, uh, and when I made the switch over to TikTok last year, um, it really gave me a chance to really become myself and have a lot of fun doing what I want to do. And, uh, and it's, it was an absolute game changer. It was absolute social media game changer for me. What made you start talking about relationships? Uh, well, um, so again, like I kind of did restaurant humor um, and, and hospitality stuff for years. Every once in a while, I would sprinkle in like a relationship joke um, in my posts and they were really off brand, but they like, cause you know, people are expecting restaurant stuff and then I'd post something about dating and, uh, but they always did very, very well. So it was, it's always something that's kind of been in my, in my mind to do. And uh, when I started TikTok, I had no real intention of, of doing that, I was just like everybody else, right? You start a TikTok account. I was, I was Sally Joe just on TikTok. Um, and, uh, and then one day I decided to make a post about relationships out of nowhere. And like at this point, I had probably had 400 followers, um, <clears throat> never had a video over a thousand views ever. And, uh, and I made this video and it got a million views. And, uh, and I was like, Oh my gosh, like (laughs) maybe I hit the nail on the head with something like this. So then I started doing it a little bit more and a little bit more. And every time I did it, hundreds of thousands of views, 
Um, and, uh, and then it just kind of, it, it broke me into this world of realizing that I actually had a product that people, um, want to hear, uh, when it came to my relationship, uh, with my wife and, and the things that I've learned over the years. And, uh, and then also, you know, what I've, what I've researched in this time as well. So, um, but yeah, people have kind of bought into that market. So it was, it was never my intention with my page when I started it. However, when I stumbled upon it, I definitely took it and ran with it. Mm -hmm. I find there's a hunger for knowledge on TikTok and TikTok has exploded as absolutely. an educational platform. Yes, absolutely. It has. I think that some of the funnest stuff, like, you know, the TikTok algorithms are always looking at people's watch time and what people are watching. And I find just for myself that whenever I stumble upon videos of people that are going to teach me something, uh, I sit there and I watch the whole thing, regardless of the topic. I don't care. I just want to know what they're going to say <laughs> because it's always so interesting. So, I mean, look, TikTok reads us, right? And it starts feeding us the sort of, the sort of things that we are interested in. So mm -hmm. what's on your feed? <laughs> what's on my feed? Uh, my feed, it's <laughs> a lot of science stuff. Um, Cause I, I, that's the stuff that I, that I just said that I sit there and I watch. Uh, so I like a lot of Hank Green, like Hank Green is like on my page, like every fourth video. Um, and I love watching his cool life facts. Neil deGrasse Tyson is another guy that pops up on my page a lot. Um, and then, you know, like a lot of like the guys that I'm interacting with a lot. So like Beer Bong John and Iron Sanctuary um, and Call Me Chris and kind of uh, uh, Sup Daily, uh, Zach Barber, the guys that I kind of am, am in engagement with um, a lot uh, and the Ed Dudes and, and JT Laybourne. So um uh, those, th those are probably the guys that are popping up on my page uh, the most uh, out of anybody. Yeah. What do, <clears throat> what, what do Beer Bong Jong and Iron Sanctuary teach you? Uh, they don't teach me much. Okay. <laughs> um, but that's okay. That's not, uh, I mean, they, they, they do. However, I, I shouldn't say they don't teach me much. When I say that, what I mean by that is that, uh, you know, their, their, their um, content isn't, uh, necessarily uh, for the purpose of education. That's, that's kind of where I was going with that. Sorry, I, I didn't mean Got to word it. it the way I worded it. But however, they are very open when it comes to uh, mental health um, and depression and anxiety. And I think that that is a very, very, very strong thing that we focus on and something that I like to touch on a lot um, when I do my videos on self-worth and value and, uh, and, and knowing how important you are. And I love to make those videos. Um, and I, I, sh I really need to make them more. I, I really only post one or two a month and I, I should probably make it once a week. Um, that would, that's probably what should be my goal. Um, but however, I really do appreciate when those guys touch on that mental health stuff and they do it a lot. Um, and they're very open about their own personal struggles and what they've gone through. And Iron Sanctuary has gone through a ton of, uh, of, of personal growth when it comes to, uh, where he was when he was younger and he was, he was addicted. He is an addict and, uh, and, and kind of where he's gone now with starting his own company and building his TikTok community and he's married and he has a kid and just watching that whole journey has been, has been very, very, very cool. So um, I love, I love when they, when they talk about their mental health um, uh, situations and, and, and build others up through it and, and bring awareness to it. So that would probably be the number one thing that I get from them. I think we definitely need to normalize men being okay talking about their mental health. Um, you know, like, like the number one suicide demographic is single men because they mm -hmm. just don't talk about it. They internalize it and, and they're isolated. 
Um, so I really think them having a community, and I, I think they have mostly male followers. Um, mm -hmm. I think them having a community of men and normalizing talking about mental health and about the struggle and about how you can lift yourself up and that there's hope. I think that's going to be really, really good for men. Absolutely. And I think that, and I think you hit the nail on the head right there. I mean, mental health struggles in men is, is such a huge and undervalued uh, topic of conversation. And, uh, and, you know, like I, I am a man and I, I totally understand the struggles of wanting to, you know, bury issues and, uh, and, and move on as if, you know, nothing is, is bothering you because you have responsibilities and, and things to do. And, uh, and, you know, other people don't want to see that stuff and that you really are raised with that mentality. And, and, you know, there's a lot of mentalities that I believe personally are old mindsets that we are very much in the process of eliminating. And I think that that's one of them. And I think that there's going to be a lot of value in the next coming generations where that might not be as much of a struggle because of what we're doing now uh, to lay the groundwork to kind of, you know, overcome this stuff. And uh, <laughs> you're dancing. I love it. Um, but it's, it's true. And there's lots of, there's lots of things like that, you know, emotional availability two generations ago, you know, our parents weren't getting, the emotional needs that they that they needed as children and as teenagers generally like it, 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 it as a as a major you know uh, overlier and then you look at you know the the emotional availability that we had as kids was a lot greater than what they had as kids and then the emotional availability that we have for our kids is over the moon <laughs> and uh and it's just you know it's stuff like that is cool to kind of see what we're doing for the next generation the, the groundwork we're laying for mental health and for emotional health and uh and, and stuff like that so it's, it's exciting stuff sorry i just totally went on a huge rant there that's i love your huge rant please <laughs> listen rant away my friend this is what we're here for we're here for the talk <laughs> that's fair that's fair um you know i think if there was if there's something that's kind of really messing with men that that kind of created this this um the statistic right where the people who are most likely to commit suicide are are single men um i I talk a lot about our caveman brain. I talk a lot about how we have throwbacks from our early evolution, which is early Homo sapien, how we were designed to survive in a jungle versus how that is messing us up today because our brains haven't evolved as fast as our environment has. And mm -hmm. there is a design that men have, which is get her done. Um, mm -hmm. And when you, and, and that's, you know, like, like I don't need to talk about it. Like I'm not going to talk about it. Um, which is not necessarily a dysfunction. I'm going to go inside my head, I'm going to work it out, and I'm going to get her done. And I'm just going to keep plowing forward. And mm -hmm. this plowing forward mentality was very effective in caveman days because you had to plow forward and get the food. You had to plow forward and protect the family. So that was okay back then because we lived in a tribe and we had support at all angles. Like I talk a lot about moms who are going through so much depression after they've had children because the grandmothers, the mothers, the sisters, the aunts are not there 
to help raise the baby because we are no mm. longer in a tribe. So men have this mentality of plow forward, but they had the grandfathers, the fathers, the uncles, the brothers to help plow forward with them. So there was always the support system that was there. But now you take that mentality and you put it in an isolated community in essence. Like we are nuclear family with fences on either side. And, and, and we don't have the tribe anymore. And so that plow forward mentality, along with isolation and lack of community, creates a deep-rooted depression. That was amazing. <laughs> I was totally captivated by that. I usually, okay, normally when people are speaking, you're thinking of a response, but I was just like, Oh my goodness, <laughs> I was totally captivated by that. I didn't even have time to think about a response, but absolutely, like I, I think that that, uh, that, that nail, hits the nail on the head. I think that gentlemen especially, um, you know, we have such a desire and a need to provide value and worth to something. And yeah. uh, whether it be work, whether it be your family, whether it be a, a combination of both, um, whether it just be your community or, 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 or a hobby or you need to provide value, you need to provide worth. And that comes from that needing to just be moving forward and doing something to better the people around you or to provide for somebody or something. And if you don't have that, it can be really hard to wake up each day. Um, and, uh, and, and I definitely understand where that, uh, where that comes from. And, you know, I struggled with that too. Um, you know, and, and it's no secret that I had a stroke a year and a half ago. And, uh, you know, when that happened, um, I lost everything. Um, I mean, I didn't lose my family I and mean, my family was right there with me the whole time, but I did lose my ability to be a father and I did lose my ability to be a husband. Um, I was, I was, I, I was a shell of a, of a human being. I, I had nothing to give. I lost my job, um, you know, out of nowhere and I was a leader in that, in that business, I was, I ran, I ran my own business and it was gone. It was taken from me in a day. And, uh, and, and, and I had to wake up for months. Um, cause the thing with the stroke is that you don't heal immediately. There's, there's three to four months of just all your brain is doing is just digging out dead cells. It's not even trying to heal for three to four months. So I spent four months in a dark room cause I couldn't handle light. Um, trying to, to figure out where, where my value lied at that point, because I had nothing to give to the world or my family or anything at all. And, uh, and it was, it was a scary place. And I struggled with a lot of depression in that time um, because I, I had nothing. I was just this, this shell of a human and, and it took so long and, uh, and to, to, to overcome that stuff and realize that I could still provide value. And, you know, that's when you start doing things like this TikTok and, and, uh, and, and you, you start to build up, okay, well, if I can't provide value there, where can I provide value here? And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a good husband and a good father again, which I am again. And like, I was able to build up my strength to be able to, you know, become who, who I want to be again, but I could have given up too. And, uh, and there I could have at any point, just said, no, I'm not going to fight this fight anymore. And there was a lot of times where I wanted to, um, but I was able to kind of push forward. So that's kind of when, you know, that whole mentality of pushing forward can be an assistance as well, because I definitely felt like I, you know, continued to push myself to get better 
because I knew I could do it and I knew I had to do it for other people. So I got better. And, uh, and it was kind of, you know, it was, it was amazing that I was able to kind of get to where I am today, which is, you know, almost a hundred percent healed. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's just been, it's been one heck of a journey. That's for sure. <laughs> um, my husband is a good man. And, um, like, I mean, my definition of a good man is like, you know, hardworking, loyal and devoted, um, you know, practices of three P's protect, profess, provide makes you laugh more than anybody else. And he's, he's generous. He's sacrificing. And I've spent 15 years with this man, watching him and admiring him for what he does for others, how he puts others before himself. And I have said this to him so many times because I want it cemented in his brain because I know what will happen to him if he is incapacitated. He will want to take himself off this planet because he cannot handle the thought of not being who he is, being mm -hmm. that provider, being that caregiver of those that he cares for, right? Like a good man takes care of his own. And if that ability mm -hmm. was taken away from him, he would go into a very dark place. Mm -hmm. And I say to him over and over again, because I want him to remember this, should something happen, baby, you are such a good man. If anything happens to you, I will change your diapers because you deserve this, because you take care of other people so much that if you ever need to be taken care of, don't you dare think that it is a burden on me to do it. I will be honored to do this for you. And I believe it. I definitely do. And the, and the reason is, is because first of all, I sound like I want to meet your husband. He sounds like he's me. And uh, so maybe we be friends. Um, but, uh, you know, the only reason that I was able to get through what I was able to get through is because of my wife and what she did and her ability to step up and do everything, not just for me, but you know, we had kids. You know, we had, we had a daughter four months before I had my accident. So we had a four-month-old. And, I mean, at the time, we had a two-year-old. Um, you know, they're big now, but, uh, well, not that big or four and two, but, um, you know, but they were, they were just, they were, they were little and small and we lived in a city with no family. Um, we lived out there alone. Um, cause the business venture that I had taken at the time, uh, was, was just in a, a random city. So, um, so we were alone. We had a four month old, a two year old and, and me who was out and, uh, and she didn't hesitate. She just, she just, there's, there's another level that I think humans have that uh, if needed to activate, will activate. Um, and, uh, and, and she definitely did activate. And I, you know, I, it's why when you, when you talk like that, it makes me go, yeah, like, it's amazing what your partner can do for you um, to, to make it work and to get through it. And like, you know, like it, it was months and months and months and, and it's been over a year and a half now. And, you know, there's still every day there are things. Um, and it definitely is always a longer process than you want it to be. And, and you sit there and you go, okay, like, do, do we still doing this? But like, like it's, I feel like if I was still acting like this in five years with some of the things that I'm still missing and, um, and uh, some of the things that I still struggle with, like I, I, she just, she doesn't care. She just, she does what she needs to do to to make everything work. And, uh, and it's incredible what she's able to do to step up to that plate. So um, 
I have I have absolute faith that that uh, you and, and and others that are in very healthy relationships can do the same thing. Well, you know, love is a verb. Love is what you do mm-hmm. to make the other person feel cared for. So, I love I love what I know about your relationship, but. What do we not know about your relationship? <laughs> uh, well, my relationship, I kept hidden. I shouldn't say I didn't keep the relationship hidden, but I kept Ashley uh, a little bit more hidden for, for a long time there. And the reason was uh, she didn't want to be involved um, with my TikTok venture. She, uh, she just was like, this is your thing. You do it. You have fun with it. But leave me out of it. I don't want the ends kind of thing. <laughs> like, this, is, this is your thing. And uh, then, you know, one day she said, you know, actually, like, sure, you can throw me in the background of a video. Uh, okay, you can use my voice. In the video. Okay, I'll throw a pillow at you for this video. Um, and it just kind of has grown and grown and grown a little bit. And we're just getting to the point now where she is willing to, you know, be a little bit more active, uh, you know, a couple times a month, uh, full on in the video as part of the video. So um, I'm assuming that within the next three months or so, uh, she will be a very active personality on my page and, uh, you'll see her on, you know, tons of videos and probably a bunch without me. Um, anyways, but, uh, yeah, so Ashley, uh, is the light of my world and, uh, and, and I couldn't do this world without her. Um, we met, uh, seven years ago, <laughs> seven years ago. I, no, no, 10 years ago, 10 years ago. We met 10 years ago. Um, I, I was a server at a restaurant and I served her. Um, and, uh, river and, rafting. Yeah. Yeah. Right. River rafting. That's right. So I served her at a restaurant. That was a good video. I don't think it did as well as I thought it would do, but that's because it was just I, being funny to me. So I thought that was adorable. <laughs> um, but yeah, I served her at a restaurant. She added me on Facebook. We started talking. We had a very large, um, mutual friend group. Like I think we had like 200 mutual friends on Facebook and we had just never met somehow. So, um, but yeah, we started talking and, uh, and we fell in love very fast. Uh, I think we got married a year and a half later. Um, and, uh, could have been two and a half years. Uh, I'm not the best with that stuff. I know mm-hmm. the dates. <laughs> I'm not just good at the math off the top of my head. Um, but, uh, anyways, we got married a, a year and a half or two years later and uh and we haven't looked back since and we are we are madly in love um she doesn't work she's uh stays at home with our two children which we love very very much and because i have not worked since my accident uh we have the greatest opportunity to just be four family members that are just home all the time uh and have been like that for two years and uh one thing we've always joked about especially with you know covid and everybody like oh we're in lockdown now i have to spend time with my spouse and <laughs> It's like, well, nothing's changed for us and we love it. It's great. So um, it's been awesome. But uh, yeah, she's, uh, she's the most talented person I know. Um, she is an art uh, genius. Um, she creates the most incredible things with her hands. And, uh, and she doesn't do it for money or for others. She just does it for herself and she doesn't even really show it to others. And I know that means people can be like, oh, well, then she's probably not that good. But she really is. Um, and she likes, she likes woodwork and kind of stuff like that. Uh, our son turned four this, this year and he wanted, um, a loft bed for his room. She built a loft bed for him. It's huge. It's sturdy. It's not going anywhere and it can hold like four or five kids and it looks better than anything you'd buy at a store. 
Um, and she just built it because that's what he wanted. And like, she's that kind of person. And, uh, and it's so cool. I'm looking at a, a nail art thing that she built, um, which is just nails and yarn. And it's a, it's a map of planet earth and it's so cool. Um, she's just so talented and so, so cool. Um, very caring person, very loving person, uh, just wants our family to be happy all the time. And, uh, and she loves me and she loves our kids and she loves family more than anything. And she would sacrifice anything for family. So, um, oh, there's my daughter now. Uh, Uh she's getting a little loud there, but, um, that's her, that's her in a nutshell. And, uh, she puts up with me and that's, that's the best thing that I could ask for. That's Let Ashley. me ask you this. What do you think of my three-month no-kissing rule? I am for it. I think it's fine. Um, now, where I would go with that is that my personal opinion is that everybody has different situations and, and everything might work different for everybody. Um, but uh, at the same time, I, th- I mean, that's kind of what I've always kind of preached to people. However... I have also always said to people, whenever I provide um, advice like that, that's when I say that I am not a professional and I am not an expert. And that's, you know, when people say, what should I do about rules? What should I do about, you know, I did a rule about the, the, the three day, no texting rule the other day and how I thought that that was absolutely just text people, you talk to people you want to talk to. Uh, and that's kind of how I kiss somebody you want to kiss. Um, that's, <laughs> that's kind of how I feel about it. Um, however, I'm not an expert and I, and I'd love for you to talk more about that right now. Uh, so I never discount luck or intuition and I doubt you and your wife waited three months for a first kiss. So, um, am I right? You are correct. Yes. So, and, and I'm not saying that kissing, you know, soon, um, means the relationship will fail. I'm not saying that at all. Again, luck and intuition absolutely exist. It happens. Um, but there are people whose picker is off. Um, Mm -hmm. There are people who don't have luck. There are people who don't have good intuition. And Mm -hmm. over and over again, they keep picking the wrong type. And Mm -hmm. so for those people, you need a plan for success because you can't keep doing it the old way and expecting a different result. And so I'm a behaviorist and a social scientist. So sociology, psychology, anthropology, biology, in addition to behaviorism, in addition to spirituality, I do believe. Um, And so... (laughs) You know, so when somebody is like, uh, you know, how do I stop getting in a relationship with somebody who just uses me, who abuses me, who is so wrong for me, who hurts me? I'm like, baby girl, you got to break the pattern. And that's where the no kissing for three months dating rule comes in. If you want to make sure, because listen, if you met your wife And she said, I like you. I want to see where this goes. But I'm using a no kissing for three months dating rule to be sure about you. Would you have stuck around? Oh, easy. Oh, yeah. No problem. Uh, No problem. And I actually, you know what? I apologize. I I think from that mindset, then I would have a very different angle. And I and I should have... and I should have listened a little bit more before I before I kind of gave a response there. But I think that you're absolutely right. In in, in unhealthy uh, patterns, uh, in uh, in situations where people have consistently made the wrong choices, there are things that you need to do to change change the path. And I think that definitely people do always, I mean, not always, but people very commonly fall into the same patterns and and fall for the same people. And and you're looking, you you don't realize it. It's not something that you're physically doing on purpose but it's 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 the traits that you 
you, you know, um, that, you, that, you, that you fall for and you do need to switch it up. And, and the way you do that is by, um, is by spending more time with your mind and the intellectual aspect of what you need um, and breaking it down and, and knowing uh, what's important to you and what, what you value in a relationship. And that stuff you have to do on your own before you start looking for a relationship. And once you're there, you have to be patient and be willing to say no until it's time to say yes. So I get, I a hundred percent, hundred percent agree with that in that sense. Um, if, uh, and you know, I mean, when I did speak, the, the one thing I said is, uh, everybody is different. And so when we're speaking of people that are in those patterns, absolutely. I think that that is a, is, is a great idea. You have to be patient. You have to be willing to say no long enough to be able to say yes. I think that that is a hundred percent true. Sacrificing one marshmallow today for two marshmallows tomorrow. Mm. I love marshmallows. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I got so many marshmallows now. It's coming up my wazoo. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, honestly, like, if Ashley had asked me to wait, I wouldn't have had an issue with that. I had a big crush on her. I would have done anything. <laughs> yes. I love this. I'm, I really appreciate that you did this with me, Phil. Like, like oh, seriously. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're amazing. Like, you are amazed balls. I love your channel. I love what you say. I love what you teach. I love that you are starting to show your wife. My husband, you know, he's, he's like, I don't want to be famous. I don't want to be seen. I don't want to be recognized. He will come mm -hmm. on every now and then, but he wears this like super weird, bizarre, like pig alien mask. Um, <laughs> or yeah, I know you got to see it. It's crazy. Um, I'll find it. Or he'll be the voice in the background. But mm -hmm. I, I appreciate the fact that he does show up because, hey, you know, now people are like, oh, you do have somebody, right? Yeah, he is real. Yeah, he is real. Exactly. Yeah. I love this. Let's do this again sometime. I'll do it whenever, whenever you want. Love it. Is there something you want to plug before we go? Uh, the only thing that I would honestly plug before I go is... And I know that, you know, your, your people probably, I don't know who needs to hear it, but it's not even about me. It's just about everybody listening. And, uh, and I just, just, I always want to encourage everybody, every chance that I get that you provide value to this world. And every single day that you wake up, you've done enough. And everything that you do on top of that is great. And thank you for being here. And thank you for listening. And thank you for watching. And thank you for just being here we love you oh sorry that's okay i'm back sorry i got a phone call we love you very much and uh and we thank you every day for just being you and uh and and we can't wait to see what you can accomplish so thank you very much that's the only thing i would say phil i think i just liked you more <laughs> i'm so glad <laughs> thank you well All thank right. you so much i appreciate the time one. yeah you too we'll talk soon Okay. Bye, my friend. Okay. Bye-bye.